The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Welcome into the latest episode of the Five Reasons Podcast. I'm Ethan Skolnick here as always with Chris Winningham. Now that you found us, make sure that you hit the follow or subscribe button depending on the platform that you are getting us. That will allow you to get all of the old episodes as well as all of the new episodes as soon as they post as long as you hit notifications on. Also, check out the other podcasts in our network. You know a lot of the names by now. I'll just give you a couple. Fish Tank is having Zach Thomas on this week. Goldie on Ice is having Ed Jovanoski. Also, check out Miami Heat Beat as they continue to sort of follow what the Heat didn't do this offseason. And Three Yards Per Carry will be live from Dolphins Training Camp this week. What we're doing today is we're introducing you to somebody else who is part of our network. We decided that we didn't want to just do the sports that are on the field, the wins and losses that way, but obviously we recognize the power of fantasy sports. So we reached out, we asked a bunch of people, we said, who are the people to go to on fantasy sports? And two of the guys that came up and they are doing a podcast called Fantasy on Five on our network are David Ganos as well as Gary and Thorne. We're happy to have David with us today and we hope that after you listen to all the information that he provides to you, that you will subscribe to his podcast as well, Fantasy on Five, which you can find on iTunes, also on Google Play, Podbean, and a lot of the places that you can find ours. Also, they've been providing content for our patron feed, uh, breakdowns of particular players. If you go to Podbean, you check out the five reasons feed and just click on but be a patron and sign up. You will get all of that content as well. David, thank you for joining us. Really appreciate you doing this. Oh, no problem. This is awesome. You know, this is we're entering August. <laughs> this is like the time for fantasy football. Sure, you know, when September rolls around, like, yeah, setting lineup. But this is the time for fantasy football, and there's hardly any other sports going on. Like, now we're excited. This is it. Yep, absolutely. And what we want to do with you today, we're going to keep it a little bit more general than you do on your podcast with Garyan. I know Garyan's going to appear on three yards per carry here soon and get more specific on players. But we want to go with some big themes here today. And kind of the premise of this pod is how to run – and or win your league. So a lot of you out there are commissioners of your leagues, which I know can be a total pain in the ass. I think I'm still trying to collect money for my fantasy basketball league, which had like half of Miami sports media in it. And there's still people who are now big timers on ESPN who owe us 180 bucks, but we won't get any more specific on that. And so what we want to do is, is talk not only to the, the players in fantasy sports, the people who obviously set their lineups every week, but also the people who are running their leagues in terms of what is the best type of league to run. And so I'm going to start here with part one, David. I know that there are, and we're not really going to deal with daily fantasy here as much. We're going to deal with sort of the league related stuff. So for you, 
what is the best type of league to play in? How many people should be involved in the league? How many players should you be drafting? Should you be doing PPR or not? How much do you count defense? I want to get into all of those things with you here in part one. So if David Ganos was going to design his perfect fantasy football league, what would it be? You know, I'm an old school guy, so I like standard leagues, not PPR, but I do like, you know, PPR was invented to kind of like give the wide receivers a boost because running backs were a little too important. So they gave points per reception to give those wide receivers a boost. Well, that also ended up giving halfbacks that caught passes out of the backfield a boost. So then they came up with the three wide receivers in the lineup, which that I like more. So I like a standard league three wide receivers. I even like a flex player thrown in. So it's a running back, a wide receiver, or a flex position in there. And, you know, it's interesting about the PPR leagues. Just five years ago on CBSSports.com, only 28% of their leagues had were PPR setups. Now it's 58%. It's almost flip-flopped, like one-third to two-thirds. So 58% are PPR leagues. But what I'd like to tell your listeners is try the half PPR, which is half point per reception and then you're looking at a a nice mix of it it favors some running backs and it favors wide receivers but it helps everybody that feels like exactly the right balance between having PPR where you know maybe it it gives too much to receivers or receiving running backs versus heavily favoring the running back in standard league so I'm a big fan of half point PPR as well what what for you is sort of the the biggest challenge right so we talk about dynasty leagues where you're basically only drafting young players two quarterback leagues IDP leagues which is individual defensive players I believe so you can draft like individual defensive players my personal favorite I love an auction league I have not done enough and frankly it's because I can't get my friends to buy into it they like sort of your average snake draft but I'm a big fan of an of an auction league of the kind of non-traditional formats which of those appeals to you the most obviously considering the fact that you're an old school guy you're right I am an old school guy but auction leagues are by far the most fun to play and it's really all about the draft and that's half the fun of a fantasy football league is that draft day and if you're not doing a live draft, you know, together in a bar or at a sports bar or somebody's house or something, it's a big discount on the fun, right? It takes out a little bit. In an auction league, you pretty much have to be there. They do have some sites that you can do auctions on there, but the auction league brings in this poker player perspective. Like now you've got mind games going on. You're quick bidding and then you're slow bidding and you're eyeballing a guy that's raising you on on a player you're bidding on. Like there's a whole nother strategy there involved. And it's a lot more fun because you can get the player you want. Whatever player you want, you pay the price, you can have them. If you're in a regular draft and you have the 11th pick, you're not getting Todd Gurley and you're not getting Le'Veon Bell and you're not getting, you know. So if you want those guys in an auction league, they're yours. You just have to pay the price. And then you got to backfill with some, you know, $1 guys later on. But that's the most fun to me. And you mentioned Keeper and Dynasty League. I love those. I, I was in a, and this is a, back in 2002, I was in an auction dynasty IDP league. Oh my God. Ran for like eight or nine years. And it was absolutely, it was so awesome. And it was just ridiculous to deal with though. Like, you know, we had to keep the commissioner down in the basement, just working <laughs> nonstop. It was, it was, it was such a intense league. But uh, it was a lot of fun, but it was just so, so tough. I mean, we had a salary cap, like our salary cap was the NFL salary cap. So every time the salary cap went up in the NFL, ours went up. Holy crap. We had to sign contracts and 
a rookie draft and a free agent. Oh it was crazy. It was awesome. Th- that's kind of what I did to the basketball league, actually. I mean, not quite that <laughs> far, but I, I, I ran this thing for about 12 years. Um, and, and a lot of people that people who listen to us know were in it. Uh, Sedano and, and Israel Gutierrez and, oh, and, nice. and, and Jamie Eisenberg, which we'll nice. get into that a little bit here, um, you know, in terms of uh, Jamie's impact on that league, because I, I always seem to be in his division and we were always fighting for first at the end. And, and Brian London, who was always last. And so, <laughs> so, so, uh, except for one year, um, I designed all of these crazy formulas. It was kind of PER before PER. And, and I guess the question is with football, I, I felt like with basketball, it was kind of necessary to make it fun. With football, though, I, I, I don't think people want it too complicated. Complicated, right, David? Exactly. Like they just—they want it simple. They want to watch the game Sunday, and they want to know—you know—my guy scored or he didn't score. Um, you know, he got this many yards. It's going to be worth this much. I feel like overcomplicating football leagues takes a lot of the fun out of it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And we mentioned half PPR earlier, and you know, outside of the fact that you have to say half PP a lot, that, which is troublesome. <laughs> It, just even thinking of, hey, I just got half a point, you know, like just that yeah. concept is anytime there's decimals involved. Right, right. Well, well, well. for me, decimal scoring is like the correct way to go about the, the, the yardage, <laughs> because for me, the difference between 31 yards oh, yeah. and 49 yards is substantive. And that 1.8 <laughs> points makes all the difference. And so our sure. listeners will not, Chris, our listeners will not be surprised by that. <laughs> I just, I'm going to tell you, if, if Alf from Heatbeat is listening to this podcast, he absolutely would predict that you love the decimal love point decimal of fantasy, love of decimal fantasy scoring. sports. Um, and you know, but there's a happy medium because back in the early 90s, it was fantasy football was touchdowns only. You didn't get points if someone got, you know, Barry Sanders would rattle off 170 yards in a game and not score and you'd get zero. So that was basic scoring. So there was no complications of how many points did Barry get me? The only problem was you had to watch the highlights and sometimes they wouldn't show a score. So for for like 24 hours, you were freaking out about what that third touchdown was from the Steelers. Or, or waiting for all the box scores to come in the next morning. Exactly. Right, yeah, right. But, but you know what? Uh, one thing I wanted thing. to say, Ethan, about your commissioner um, trying to get the money. Here's a tip for you. Do the first three people that pay get a uh, 20% discount? Mm-hmm. Or I'm sorry, a 10% discount. And then the last person that pays, pays an extra 30%. Wow. But what if they never pay? I mean, again, there's prominent sideline reporters from ESPN who still have not paid for three years. <laughs> so I, I'm just I'm just wondering what what if they never pay? Because I, I that, that is I, I mean, I, you know, I, I know we want to get to players here, but I mean, that is the biggest irritation for a commissioner is is the idea yeah. of of guys not paying and getting them to pay. And we well, used now, to well, now in, the, in the Venmo and the cash app era, like I don't feel like that can happen. Well, it does. Ha- it does happen, though. I mean, it absolutely does. I mean, you're right. It should be easier, but right. it, a lot of times you can, it's not. Because, like, on, on the cash app, you can just send, like, you can request money from someone. Like, there's no, you can't avoid that, right? It's not like, you know, having to write a check and go to a bank and, and, <laughs> and send it via the mail. Like, you can just do it on your phone. Like, it shouldn't be that difficult to get money, for, you know, as a fantasy football commissioner now. Well, let me ask you this question, David, before we get to the number of players, because this plays into the whole money thing, too, is is what do you do about the guys who lose interest after their two and four uh, and and stop setting their lineups? Because I, I found that to be extraordinarily irritating. Like, I, them. I, well, be gone. I, 
I, I, I tried that um, when, when I ran a football league, but you know, again, it's just, it's very, very frustrating because you get to a certain point in the league and guys are not setting lineups. And we know that that affects the entire league when you don't do that. And then you become a nag. Why haven't you set your lineup? But yeah. how do you, how do you force people? Cause we tried that you pay extra money if you're last like that. We, we did that with, some, oh. you know, and we never collected the money. Uh, so I just, again, this all kind of ties together. Like what is your solution for that? For the most part, you just kind of uh, evolve your league toward the point where you don't have guys in it that do that anymore. You know? So if guys are doing that, you mark them. And then, you know, the next year you're invited, you got to get somebody else. And if, Granted, that means you've got to do some legwork and find somebody else that wants to play and all this stuff. But, you know, here's the thing right now is, you, did you play fantasy football with your dad? No, I played fantasy football with, with friends. I mean, we, we had right. a league. I mean, I had a couple of leagues. Um, we, we started with one league that was called 20-somethings plus one when we started. And then it was like... Um, 40 somethings plus one uh, about about 15 years later. And again, it's people who are in our network. I mean, Josh Darrow was in it for a long time. I mean, it was, it it was, it was core. I've I've played with my dad though, before to answer your question though, David. Well, well now did he play with his dad? No, no, right. No. So, but if you have a son, would you, or a daughter, would you play fancy football eventually with them? Sure. Yeah, of course. Right. So right now we're seeing generations, you know, kind of like exponentially, growing where fantasy there's going to be fantasy leagues everywhere you're going to have a fantasy league with this group of people and a fantasy league with this group of people a water cooler league with friends at work and ones with your family like we're going to have so many different leagues going that you were talking about different leagues earlier you really should kind of spread out the different types of league get get one that is an auction because you're now you're you're changing up your interests you know what i'm saying and and you're talking about idp earlier do an idp league even if it's just drafting or starting one defensive lineman one linebacker and one d-back that's a barely an idp league but it's enough for you to get interest in who just got the strip sack for you know and run back for a touchdown like that's a big deal so to me i, I want to try and get people to start diversifying the type of leagues that they're playing in. I agree. Here, here. The only thing I will never do is an IDP league. I find that to be a, a, a step too far for, uh, for like, you know, if I'm having to watch D-line play, I, I, I don't know if I can do that. Uh, it, Omar it, would be just, very upset It's just with a step right too far for me. Yeah, yeah, you know, and it's weird, too, because IDP kind of goes against the grain of regular, now larger IDP leagues, goes against the grain of regular fantasy football because you almost want to, pick some players that are bad like for instance a rookie cornerback is going to get picked on which means he's going to rack up 10 tackles a game mm-hmm. which is good for your team yeah. but horrible you know he those tackles are because he can't stop the guy that's catching them on him you know yeah yeah I, I was actually on the radio with Channing Crowder today and he told me that he had 120 tackles his first year because he was on the same defense as Jason Taylor, Junior Seau, and Zach Thomas. And he said literally his linebacker coach went to him and said, when opposing offensive coordinators are going to look at our defense, who do you think they're going to pick on? They're going to pick on your ass. So you better be ready to make tackles. And that's why he had 120 in his first year. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so I, I don't know about the individual defensive players. Not sure if I want to go there. Uh, one more thing before we move on to the next part here. So, again, designing the perfect league, uh, get away from the categories for a second, but the number of players that should be drafted. So, so basically, so that there's, because this is another issue. Like, you want there to be enough in free agency that there's activity, right? And sure. I, I feel like sometimes there, I've been in some leagues that are like 15 guys. 
you know, in the league drafting 15 guys. And so you've got, you know, 225 players that are being picked. Um, What is the right number for you? Number of teams in the league and number of players that they're picking? For me, I like a 12-team league. And that's becoming uh, not the norm anymore. Now with ESPN, like a lot of these websites do their um, default league is 10 teams, which really affects a lot, you know, especially like, you know, we talk about ADP, which is average draft position. Like it affects average draft position. But I like a 12-team league with 10 starters. So it's a quarterback, two running backs, three receivers, a flex, a tight end kicker, and defense. And then six bench players. Before we get back to today's podcast, I want to introduce you to another great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network, and that is the Ashley Home Store in Davie. You can find them right off of I-75 and Sheridan in the same shopping center as the big, beautiful movie theater there. And I can speak to this personally because I just shopped there, had a great experience. They have terrific staff, great values with up to 72 months no interest. Just stop in the store there. It's a huge st- showroom. They've got lots of stuff for everybody. And check in with the general manager there, Jamie, and tell him that Five Reasons sent you. So again, the Ashley Holmes store in Davie. Got to check them out. Let's move on to part two here. And I have some very definite thoughts about this one. And we brought up uh, my, you know, our friend Jamie Eisenberg on this. And I, you know, I dealt with this with him in a league for a long time because obviously he was very competitive in the league. What? Uh, yeah, but that, believe it or not, did not win all the time, though. Did not win all the time, Chris. Just want to make that point. Um, one of my yeah. points of pride is when I joined, when we were doing radio and you invited me into your fantasy league, and the first time I, pl- I played Jamie, I beat him. So that, that, was right. like a, that was like a real point of pride for me. Right, and, it, and, and he, but he has very specific uh, drafting rules, and I feel like, you know, these are sort of, you know, a lot of the, the you know, sort of the expert fantasy players go by these and, and dealt with this with him every time. He would never pick a quarterback in the first five or six rounds ever, um, you know, just consistently. And I always, for some reason, I was always drafting right after him, like in a snake draft, and then mm-hmm. I guess right before him on the other way. And so he kept taking the player that I wanted. Like this this happened over and over. But his his whole philosophy, and I know that this is, you know, again, common, um, is you get your running backs early. And, and he would do this, and he would take two or three in the first uh, five rounds. And I've always kind of had an issue with that. Um, and, and here's my reason for it, David, and tell me if I'm wrong on this. If you look at the top running backs from year to year, they always change, um, whereas the top quarterbacks are more consistent. But I, I'm looking at – I mean, we could do this with any two years, but if you go back to 2016 and the rushing leaders there, um, here were the rushing leaders that, that year. Uh, and this is just by yardage, not by touchdowns, but just by, just by yardage. Elliott, Jordan Howard, which I, I bet a lot of people wouldn't know that, DeMarco Murray, Jay Ajayi, Le'Veon Bell, LaShawn McCoy, David Johnson, LeGarrette Blunt, Devonta Freeman, and, and Lamar Miller. Okay, and then you go to the next year. Number one is Kareem Hunt, a rookie. Um, Todd Gurley, who had a bad year the year before, was two. Le'Veon Bell was there, but his numbers were not as big as they they were good, but they weren't as big as the year before. McCoy was there again. Mark Ingram snuck in there. Jordan Howard again. Melvin Gordon, who like went two years without a touchdown, uh, was 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 seventh. Okay, and had eight touchdowns. Fournette, another rookie. C.J. Anderson, who I feel has has been sort of perpetually underrated, and then Elliott. And again, that was because of the suspension. But again, a lot of variance. And I think if you go back to other years, you'll find even more variance than that. There was actually a little bit more consistency over those two years. So I guess my question is, is I know how valuable running backs are, but this idea of I have to get this back or this back or this back, 
when I was doing it, I won the league a lot by not following that philosophy, by choosing other backs or by getting a premium wide receiver, maybe if that was a down position or I, I, for years I had, I hadn't Peyton Manning in a keeper league for 10 years. I had a guy who was going to play every game and he was going to be really good. And I didn't have to worry about the position. So what is your philosophy as far as taking positions? Well, everything you said made sense. The only problem is, is with running back, a team's going to rush the ball, say, let's say 50% of the time. There's only going to be one guy that's going to get the ball to run. Now, there could be a split backfield, you know, like there could be a 60-40 or, or whatever split. But you look at receivers, there's three receivers that could catch the ball at any time and then a tight end and then possibly a running back. But anytime they rush the ball, it's going to be the running back, okay? So we know it's a premium position from a volume perspective. A. B, there's only 32 starting tailbacks. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. X in the NFL. But you're starting 24 in a fantasy football league. And as looking at quarterbacks, there's... 32 starting quarterbacks, but you're, there's only 12 starting in fantasy. So the, 
the point being is there's so much more depth at the other positions that you can wait. And, and I, I understand what you're saying. And absolutely, when you get a Peyton Manning, that's a, a, that's a difference maker. But you better be right on those picks behind him. And that's, that's part of the, what happens. And there's actually, um, you're talking about you'll, sometimes you'll do premium wide receivers early. There's a strategy called the zero running back theory. Basically, you don't draft a running back for the first four, five, six rounds. And then you just go nuts on running backs in those middle rounds. That's fine, but you better be right on those middle picks and you better not have those wide receivers disappoint because now you're, now you're running from behind. Now you're behind on everyone. And you better not have someone else in the league doing that same strategy because now you're fighting for the same running backs in the middle of the draft. So, so that's a little difficult. That can be difficult at times. But back to your point about quarterbacks, the 12th quarterback compared to the seventh quarterback isn't as much of a difference as the 20th running back to the 12th running back. So you can wait and you're not giving up that much. Whereas if you get the, the higher running backs, that's a much bigger difference than the 24th running back. Uh, for me, I, I, I would kind of call it the drop-off theory. Which I and that's sort of how I go by it. I used to put a premium every year on trying to get Rob Gronkowski because the drop off between Gronkowski as the best fantasy tight end who is effectively a receiver and the tenth best fantasy tight end was substantive. That you could never figure out who the tenth best fantasy tight end was going to be. And and then so I would try and get Gronkowski and then if I did, I'd be I'd feel great about basically winning that position every week. And then if I didn't, then I would wait for the third to last round in which I got who I thought was going to be the 10th best tight end because I didn't think the difference between 2 and 10 was that big. So I, I do think that there are certain players that kind of transcend some of these rules, so you kind of have to play year by year. I don't value Gronkowski in that same level anymore just because of his injuries and now there's obviously all the retirement talk. But I, I actually subscribe to the weight on the quarterback theory uh, because – of what Gano said, which is that the difference between 7 and 12 isn't going to be that big, and you're getting a top-line starting quarterback. The 11th-rated quarterback, I just pulled up ESPNs here real quick. It's sort of the, the consensus average. 11 is Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, if Jimmy Garoppolo had as good a season as Tom Brady, would you be that surprised? So, I, I, and that's just sort of my strategy, that I'd rather have Jimmy Garoppolo and stack up on receivers and running backs and hope that those guys hit when I, I, have a, I feel like I have a decent chance if I get Jimmy Garoppolo in round nine that I'm going to do well at quarterback, whereas if I got, you know, the backup running back for the Vikings in round 10, I don't, I'm not going to feel as good that that player is going to be a week-to-week starter. So I, I do subscribe to the way to draft a quarterback theory. The thing to remember, too, with what you're just saying, say Jimmy Garoppolo, say he stinks the first two weeks, you're already, because you drafted late on the quarterback, you're already watching the waiver wire for mm-hmm. anybody that has a hot start. Right. You're the guy that owns Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees. And they're not looking they're to not, replace they them. Care, yeah, they're not even looking at that guy. They could care less who starts off hot. So you could jump on Pat Mahomes. You know, well, he, he'd probably get drafted. Say, uh, say Derek Carr throws five touchdowns in the first two weeks. You're going to be the guy that's going to be able to grab him for cheap. And meanwhile, that pick you didn't waste on him early in the draft. You used on a second wide receiver or a third running back or whatever. 
Um, and going back to the tight end thing is, you know, you mentioned Gronk, he's kind of fallen back, but two tight ends have kind of caught him too, Zach Ertz and, and Travis Kelsey. So that gap is, has thinned a lot. And and uh, also with what you're saying about the tight end part, by taking Gronk early, you're now chasing, like we talked about before, you're chasing the other positions a little sure. bit. So you have to be right on those other spots. Now, before we get back to today's podcast, I want to introduce you to another of the great sponsors on the Five Reasons Sports Network, and that is Texas Roadhouse. We've been running a lot of contests for Texas Roadhouse recently, but you'll feel like a winner even if you don't win one of those. You get great food at a reasonable price, and they have great specials, and that includes kids' night. Every Tuesday night, my daughter wants to go to Texas Roadhouse. It's not just because I get to pay only $1.99 for a kid's meal with a purchase of an adult meal, but she also gets to hang out with Andy the Armadillo. She gets to do arts and crafts. There's someone making balloons there. They just got a lot of really cool events. So check out Texas Roadhouse. It's right off of I-75 on Miramar Parkway between Broward and Dade counties. It is accessible to everything. Again, great food, reasonable price, and we'll even be having an event there in August for Dolphins preseason. So definitely check them out. All right, so let's get to uh, let's get to part three and let's get to some specifics here with David um, and, and give us some names of some guys who, in your opinion, are really like boom or bust, because I, I feel like this is this comes up in every draft. Um, there's a couple of guys that everybody seems to want. And a lot of times those guys don't end up panning out. I, one guy that actually we're going to talk about the Dolphins a little later, but I, I felt like in the last couple drafts I've been in that there was this rush to get in on Devonte Parker, like just yeah. in case, right? Just, just in case that he actually fulfilled some of that talent. And obviously that has not worked out all that well, but I, I just want to look at it league wide here. Like who do you think are going to be some hot names this year that could be great or could really, really fall apart? First off, that'd be a great name for a, a sleeper wide receiver. Justin Case, straight out of Wichita State. Anyway, that's <laughs> Okay, so my sleeper. So when we say sleeper and breakout, when I say sleeper, I'm talking about Alan Hearns right now for the Cowboys. They've lost a kajillion targets in Des Bryant and Jason Witten, um, leaving that, you know, Jason Witten retired and Des Bryant getting cut. So where are those targets going to go? Dak Prescott's going to throw it someplace. Um, it, and I love Hearns coming over from Jacksonville. He's got it's already shown. Uh, wait, wait a second, guys. I screwed it. Chris, were you recording? Yeah. Oh, good. Okay, because I wasn't. Okay, so that's fine. I just panicked. <laughs> that would have been bad. <laughs> oh, that would have been really bad. Well, I also, I also got, it. I also got. Well, you know why I noticed? Because I got a message here that said your free meeting will end in ten minutes. Because I'm uh, the one who originated the meeting. Oh, okay. You didn't sign into my account. I didn't sign it on your account. I signed it on okay. mine. So, so just um, okay. So we have, we have ten minutes. We'll, we'll just go back to your Alan Alan Hearns thought, but I apologize for that. No but, problem. Uh, okay. Okay. So we'll we'll. Uh, so just go ready. ahead with Alan Hearns. Yep. yep. Yeah. Just go ahead with Alan Hearns. Okay. I like Alan Hearns a lot with Dallas. Uh, with Des Bryant gone, cut from the team, and Jason Witten retired, they have a ton of targets available. And Alan Hearns is a veteran, and he's shown he can lead a team in receiving. You know. Um, he was one of the bright spots for Jacksonville for a year or two, and then he kind of fizzled a little bit. But he's, I think he's somebody that they could target. Another sleeper I like in Oakland, and I'm a Bucks fan, this, so this guy hurt, but Doug Martin, he was a pain the past, you know, past year. But now that he's in Oakland, I love him as a backup to Marshawn Lynch, who's you know, 32, 32 years old. Martin's not yet 30, and that's a – that's one of those mark, you know, one of those dates you mark for running backs. So when they turn thirty, that's a, a warning sign uh, usually. Um, but those two guys are like another guy. We talk about post hype sleepers. That's a Chargers wide receiver, Mike Williams, who was a 
um, a big name last year coming into the draft and he got hurt. And, uh, but I do like him as a late, late pick. I, that's actually a great call. Like sort of basically you got excited about someone a year ago, then they didn't deliver, but they still might end up being good. So for, for me, the, the, the ultimate boomer bust player, and it's for obvious reasons, and it's Josh Gordon, like Josh Gordon. Oh, I'm all screwed up, man. I'm talking sleepers. I'm sorry. Oh no, 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 no but it was, it was kind of like all in the prompt, right? He said like sleepers, boomer bust. So yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, we, yeah. we can, we, we can combine them. Oh. That's, that's yeah, yeah, totally yeah. Fine. So, yeah. um, so, for me, the ultimate sleeper and kind of the you know boomer bust and all this is Josh Gordon because if Josh Gordon is healthy and right and plays 16 games, the last time we saw that it was a long time ago. So I don't know if he's still the same athlete, but he was the best fantasy receiver in the league that year in terms of on a per game basis and what he produced with I think it was Brandon Wheaton as his quarterback. Like it's not like he was playing with incredible quarterbacks either. So if he's right and the the, the Browns quarterbacking situation is fine, or even if it's not, I think he could be one of the best fantasy receivers in the league. So uh, and then I think from a quarterback position, I think you actually mentioned him earlier, and it's a great call. It's Pat Mahomes. So I think a lot of people have him high because they have incredible targets because it's Andy Reid's system, but he might not be good. Like, we don't know if he's any good yet. So I, I think from a quarterbacking position, he could end up being, for me, like one of the three best fantasy quarterbacks, or he could just be a not good prospect who doesn't have a good year. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's it's uh, we've, going back to Josh Gordon. That whole offense, suddenly the Browns are like this offensive juggernaut. Like, mm-hmm. there, there's talent every spot. It's, it's deep. So you look at Todd Haley as the offensive coordinator there now, and he's had – a true number one receiver pretty much everywhere he's gone. Now, granted, it's been Antonio Brown, it's been Larry Fitzgerald, so maybe Josh Gordon is that guy, but a lot of people are talking about possibly Jarvis Landry being that guy as the mm-hmm. guy in the slot. And uh, which, Always great in those you know, PPR formats. We learned that with there, the Dolphins. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Well, he wasn't used enough with the Dolphins, according <laughs> to him. Actually, he, he needed to be thrown to on every play. And as we're taping this, actually, Des Bryant is still out there, and who knows if he ends up there. Uh, before we shift to the Dolphins here, David, I um, want to get to this. So give me a – you mentioned Doug Morton, but he's not really a sleeper because he was, you know, a guy who was a 1,400-yard back Give me one sleeper running back, somebody who's a little bit under the radar right now, but you think could be a guy who maybe goes from second string to first string at some point, uh, or a rookie who's maybe a late round rookie who is maybe the Alvin Kamara of this uh, of this particular fantasy draft. Let's say super late round. That's a that's a tough one. How about you know Devontae Booker with the Broncos? That a lot of people are talking about Royce Freeman, uh, the rookie, getting a lot of pub but Devonte booker you know it's tough to say rookies as a sleeper because there's so many good ones that they're all going to be drafted after last season which was the best rookie running back season in fantasy history with four in the top 15 i think it was that they're going to be going fast and furious this year which could be even a better crew this year so if we would say maybe a little higher in adp or a little lower in adp whichever way you say carry and johnson for the lions there's a guy that He's entering that backfield that has uh, Theo Riddick, has um, the big guy, LeGarrette Blunt, and it has Amir Abdullah. Like, there's already a lot of guys that are touching that ball, but I think Kerryon Johnson is a guy that can do a little bit of everything. And if as long as they don't, you know, if LeGarrette Blunt maybe is the short down guy and, and Theo Riddick is the passing guy, and if they could just give Kerryon Johnson all the second down carries, and maybe, maybe there's something there for him. But I like him as a guy eventually being a mid-round pickup that could be awesome, like Alvin Kamara was last year. Everybody waiting. It was the fourth week of the season before he 
really brought some value. Yeah, and, and Adrian Peterson actually had to be moved out of there exactly, for Kamara, right. Kamara to get more action. All right, let's move on to the last part here of the podcast here with David Ganos. And again, you should follow him at Fantasy on Five or at David Ganos on Twitter. Check out their podcast. It's available. It's going, they're going every Tuesday and Thursday during the season. They'll get you ready for waiver day and for lineup day every single week, him and Gary and Thorne. So check that out. Um, but real quick here, we're going to do this quickly. Just give me sort of a round area for these Dolphins. Ryan Tannehill in a 10, let's say a 12 team league, your perfect uh, league. Where does Ryan Tannehill go? Tannehill is not getting drafted. Unfortunately. Well, he's going in a uh, week six, when or let's say week eight when six teams are on buys mm-hmm. Hill's getting picked up that's his, that's oh it's the franchise play. quarterback all right let's let's move it's on not really a knock as much on him it's, uh-huh. it's, it's just everything I mean, there's so many quarterbacks out there and right now it's 20 deep that you, you there's 20 different quarterbacks that could be starting in fantasy leagues at any you know in the first few weeks of the season and uh once injuries happen and once bye weeks in here Tannehill will have a lot more value all right Kenyon drake Kenya Drake, right now, Drake has a fourth-round ADP. I'd take him a late third. I love mm-hmm. him. I think he's going to have an excellent season. This is his first full training camp as the man, mm-hmm. and that's, that's a big difference. Like, when you go into uh, camp as the guy that you know, now you're working on different things. You're not working on, you know, trying to take over somebody and, and learning the playbook and all that stuff. Now you can focus. You can do the things that they ask you to do specifically to become an uh, even better player. Unfortunately, that, unfortunately, that didn't quite work out for Jay Ajayi last year, but go on. No. <laughs> can, hey, maybe can, Drake gets traded to an awesome team. <laughs> and wins a Super Bowl. <laughs> Very possible with Adam Gase. All right, Kenny Stills. Kenny Stills, he's, a, he's an 11th round. We're looking at double digits for that guy. Um, I'm fine with him as like maybe a wide receiver five, wide receiver four, wide receiver five. I love Kenny uh, Stills. You know Say that again. I no, I, I I'm surprised by that because I, I figure like like I would well maybe Amendola, but like I would tip Stills maybe to be the number one receiver in Miami. And you know what? With uh, Devonte Parker, like he's getting he hasn't uh, getting the best publicity it looks like in in camp yep. so far. So it's very it's not like Parker has really set himself apart. So that's a that's a you're right. That's a good value at eleventh to get the number one receiver. For, so uh, is he so. So is he the but of the Dolphins receivers who do you, in non PPR so Amendola might sure. succeed. Uh, which of the the Dolphin receivers goes first to you? Is it Parker Parker's Stills going or Amendola? Parker's going first. Parker has the bigger seal, the higher ceiling. Like that's how you think of it with with these players. It's like the higher ceiling is Devontae Parker could be. I mean, this guy's body, like his he, he's he just has it. He just has to figure it out. And, All right, la- and go ahead. All right, and last one here, Mike Kosicki. Kasicki is a four, you know, there's depth at tight end. So there, he's not getting picked. There, right now he's kind of shooting up, though. Uh, he's a 14th round pick in ADP on fantasy football calculator. He doesn't block, but he might not have to. But rookie tight ends, it's really rare for rookie tight ends to do well. All right, so last one here. I know there's another Dolphin I did not mention. Uh, so get to that guy. Yeah, I, one of my uh, most popular last picks of the draft that's not a kicker or defense is Albert Wilson. I've been taking him in several leagues. And with the void left by the departure of Jarvis Landry, the targets that are available, you know, Albert Wilson, he's only 25 years old. He came over from Kansas City. This guy definitely could develop into a, a, a great uh, asset for Tannehill's offense. And somebody's got to get those passes over the middle. I think it's going to be Wilson. I know Danny Amendola has the pedigree 
but I think Albert Wilson would be the guy that eventually ends up being the better play there. For me, and for, we, me the, for me, the play that I, I'm actually kind of interested by is kind of again another bottom end of the draft guy. It, you know, you're if you're going to be drafting in a particularly in a 12 team league, you're going to have to draft you draft some backup running backs, and I don't think Frank Gore is that bad of an option. And particularly mm-hmm. given the way they're talking about him in camp as someone who's going to be legitimately used and still looks. I don't know if like peak Frank Gore, but still a credible enough athlete to, to remain a, you know, usable running back. I feel like he's going to get some run with the Dolphins. So I feel like as a kind of bottom end of the draft, like if you just want someone to take a chance on that, maybe he gets some touchdowns and maybe he gets a bit more run than you might expect him to. Sure. I don't think Gore is a terrible option. I would say in deeper leagues with, with larger rosters, I wouldn't mind taking them, you know, even in the, you know, say 13, 14, 15 round, but only because those late rounders, you really want to spend, you know, we talked about ceilings a second ago. You want to spend on guys that have high ceilings that, you know, like an Alvin Kamara. And they may, uh, you may end up cutting them a week too, but you took a chance on on something like that. Frank Gore, you know, he would need an injury ahead of him to really, really uh, provide a lot of value. Um, so, so his ceiling's pretty low. His floor might be, decent you know yeah if you if we're assuming he's going to get a lot um going to get several touches but at 35 years old you know granted we say every year well he's over 30 it's got to drop off and he ends up being a top 20 running back almost every year so uh at some point the 35 the 30 past 30 year old thing has got to catch up to him but maybe getting back in Miami is going to reinvigorate him, man. All right. So final thing here for you and uh, just a yes or no answer on this. You're in a 12 team league. You have to draft one defense. Do you draft the Dolphins defense? Any of those 12 teams? No. And that's the way to end this. Check out the fantasy on five podcast. Uh, again, you can get it on our network every Tuesday and Thursday. Also make sure you, when you subscribe, check out all the old episodes because uh, Gary and David have done breakdowns of all the positions at this point or the major positions, uh, quarterback, uh, tight end, wide receiver, running back. They get great guests on there and they will get you ready every single week for your fantasy league. David, thanks for the pitch real quick oh. is we do a free fantasy draft tool segment, every podcast. And it's a lot of fun. And we expose people to awesome free fantasy tools that are out there. And uh, I just want to mention that because that's a really cool part of our podcast. I think. Absolutely. Definitely do that. And I'm waiting for you to introduce the how to get the money back from deadbeats uh, section <laughs> of, of your podcast. Uh, Cause I think we'll all learn from that. David, thanks for joining us. And again, you can catch Gary on an upcoming episode of three yards per carry. We'll talk to you soon. This is the Five Reasons Sports Network. Sports by Miami for Miami on demand. We now have 10 podcasts in the network posting roughly 15 times per week. All can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and several cross-platform apps. We are on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Here's some of what you missed last week on The Fish Tank when they interviewed Mike Pouncey. You know, every single day when I came to work, I was the best football player I could be. And I felt like I made guys better around me. And I love the organization. I mean, we didn't win as much as we should have. But I love being a Miami Dolphin. I I love the fact of saying, hey, listen, I'm a Dolphin. If you want to get involved as a sponsor or a contributor, reach out to us at number 5 Reason Sports on Twitter. And don't forget to punch five reasons in your search bar and then hit subscribe. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.